Live to see it, friends, and welcome to The World Transformed. This program is your guide to an astounding future that lies ahead, one that will be here sooner than you think, and one that you have an important role to play in bringing about. At The World Transformed, we want to introduce you to what may be the greatest transformation of them all, the one that begins with considering and acting on the almost limitless possibilities that lie before us, and that ends somewhere beyond the reach of the human imagination. So, when does this amazing future begin? Well, today is the day. My name is Phil Bowermaster, and with me in the virtual studio is my co-blogger, co-futurist, and co-host, Stephen Gordon. Hello, Stephen. Hey, Phil. How are you? Well, I am super fantastic. How are you, my friend? Man, doing great. Looking forward to another week of futuristic goodness on the show here. Yeah. So, looks like we've got another great week lined up here. We got. I, I say this often on Monday, but we got a big week. Okay, this yeah. is a big week we got coming up. We got some we got some fun stuff happening on Wednesday. We got some fun stuff lined up on Friday, and uh, of course we got two archive shows coming up on Tuesday and Thursday. And tonight is no slouch, okay? Because folks, if you're wondering what to do with your life, we're going to talk about whether you should or should not drop everything and work on artificial intelligence, and not just you individually, but uh, we're going to talk about whether we should be doing that uh, as as a society. That. That is the name of our show, and we're going to be talking about a talk that was given at the uh, Foresight, I believe at the Foresight Vision Conference, a, a panel discussion that was given that time. We've got a couple other pieces that uh, also um, speak to the emergence of true artificial general intelligence. So we'll be we'll be looking at uh, we'll be looking at uh, all of that stuff, and just kind of talking about you know where we are with. With AGI, AGI means uh, artificial general intelligence. Stephen, what's the difference between that and AI? What, what are we talking about there? Can you lay that? Well, out we got one, but we got one, but we don't have the other, right? I mean, AI is uh, just a computer system that can take on one human task, perhaps, or one thing it can do particularly well, and obviously showing some intelligence in that in that limited area. For example, uh, you know, when you call in a lot of businesses nowadays, uh, an AI will actually answer the phone and uh, take basic requests from you and put you through to different things, and um, that's uh, and, and that is an AI. Um, and uh, but is it an artificial general intelligence? Most definitely not. Uh, artificial general intelligence would be. You know, one one form of artificial general intelligence would be indistinguishable from a person, right, Phil? I mean, it would be, uh, um, you know, it, it would be uh, able to do, you know, uh, work in, in different fields. It could, uh, you know, uh, could switch gears real quickly and, and go from one job to the next. Uh, and, and we just don't have that yet. That's, yeah, I mean, uh, still the, a, the, still distinction, the distinction between AI, artificial intelligence, is you've got human or greater level intelligence, and, and in fact, I don't think originally it even had to be human or greater level, but we're seeing that now, human or greater level intelligence in solving a specific task or a, a small, narrow set of tasks. Uh, that's AI. Um, or, or a good example what, A good example might be the systems that beat the world chess champion uh, back a, a number of years ago, and then uh, the, uh, the world Go champion was beat by an artificial intelligence system um, and uh, it's, also, we've got artificial intelligence systems that are beating the world's best poker players now. Right. And that's amazing, too, uh, you know, that, uh, that a machine could – I wouldn't even think a machine could do that, but they can. And, uh, um, and so that's, uh, that's, that's what uh, – you know, in those limited fields, uh, those, those machines are operating at not just the level of your, you know, the 
the, the guys that you play poker with on the weekend, Phil, these are, you know, the best poker players in the world being beat, right? So, right. They're beating the world champion in Go. They're beating the world champions in poker. Um, mm-hmm. it, it truly is uh, human or greater levels levels of intelligence for these for these narrow tasks. Then, then artificial... And we'll see this. I, I, oh, I'm sorry. I keep talking over you, Phil. I'm sorry. Um, but I was also thinking perhaps, uh, you know, we're already beginning to see these, uh, you know, self-driving cars. And um, I, I think it will, you know, the particular work that I do, Phil, you know, involving seeing people and the crazy things they do on the highways, will be overtaken by machines quick once, uh, once we have self-driving cars as far as the, uh, uh, the safety record of, of machines versus humans. It, it, we're gonna, it, we've, uh, the bar is very low there. Uh, for humans to be overtaken by machines uh, with uh, with driving automobiles. Well, what's what's and, interesting about what's interesting about self-driving cars? We'll get into this a little bit deeper as we as we look at this. Is um, w- when you look at that distinction between narrow what they what they used to call narrow AI and what we might call general AI, which is which is applied to very specific tasks and general artificial intelligence, artificial general intelligence, which would be an intelligence that can just be applied to any problem. That's you know that's the idea is um, right. uh, if you have a self-driving car, you can't go to your self-driving car and say I'm having problems with my romantic relationship, right? It, it can't help you, yeah. right? It, it, it's 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 not programmed for that. The, uh, the or you know more simply the the program that went one go can't win chess. It can't drive yeah. your car, right? right. Um, a human being may not be the best in the world at any of those tasks, but can do all three, right? I, you know, right. I don't know Go, but I can play chess. I can drive a car. And, and nobody gives romantic advice like me, right? I mean, I'm, I'm really good at that. <laughs> I found that to be the case, Phil. I yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, that's, that, that, that's general intelligence, the, 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 ability, yeah. the ability to take on uh, any problem, any problem that comes up. So we've got this... We, we've got this um, Follow the link and watch the YouTube. Watch the discussion on YouTube. It's wonderful that this got recorded for us. I believe this was uh, a, a uh, Foresight uh, Vision Weekend panel discussion, and the panelists were David Yanofsky, Steve Omohandro, Asha Gabi, uh, Monica Anderson, Peter Voss, and uh, Michael Andreg, talking about artificial general intelligence and where kind of where we are and what's the urgency around it which is uh, you, you know a really really interesting sets of uh of questions to ask and 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 things things to consider the first the first question that they were asked on this panel is what's the current state of ai and uh in fact the um i didn't catch her name but the the woman who introduced the whole the whole session at the at the conference started out by making that distinction between AI and AGI, and then a couple of the speakers spent some time on that too. And you know, the first thing you can say about what's the state of artificial intelligence, I think it's true. You can say, well, we haven't yet reached artificial general intelligence. I, I think everybody would agree we're, we're not there yet. Um, but I have to tell you, when they start giving those examples, you can see how far we've come. Um, it's true, a, a self-driving car is not an artificial general intelligence, but it is a broader narrow AI than the narrow AIs of the past. Do you see what I'm saying? It's like... Yeah, yeah, uh, because you in driving a car, there's so much you have to be paying attention to, right? Not right. just uh, the strict rules of the road, but also you have to have some level of intuition. If you, if you see a ball, and if you're in a residential street and you see a ball roll out in front of you, you get on your brakes. Why? Because there's probably a kid behind it, right? 
Right. Um, and, and and so your um, your self driving car has to know that and uh, and have these common sense rules baked in as well. So yeah, it it I, I would yeah it's it's still a narrow AI. It just does that one thing driving your car, but it's I, that is a broader field. I agree. And um, some of the some of the interesting discussion in there is what will it take to get there, and also they talk a little bit about how long will it be before we get there. And it's 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 interesting to hear the different perspectives. Everyone agrees, you know, that we've got some lag time between now and when we get to AGI. Um, Asha Gabi talks about the merging of the biological with the uh, with the computer technology, and, and and talks about the fact that he thinks it's going to take those two things. That's one pers- you know perspective that we that we hear quite frequently. That real artificial intelligence is actually going to be an augmentation of us, um, more so than uh, than like a, a a computer system derived from whole cloth. Um, great contrast with Monica Anderson, and she she, she talks about. Um, she thinks that we already have the technology to do it. That in fact we didn't even need GPUs. We've talked about the importance of G- GPU chips in, in bringing about deep learning and, and, and moving artificial intelligence along really rapidly in the, in the past few years, um, that we didn't even need that and that we'll be there very soon. In fact, she makes a really bold statement that, that, that got my attention, which is that um, AI really has only existed for about four years. She counts the actual era of AI since about 2012 when the deep learning stuff really kicked in at Google and other places like that. She says AI is four years old, it started in 2012, and we're on this trajectory that's going to take us to uh, true AGI. You know, who knows, maybe in, she doesn't say this, but I would say, you know, if it's only been around for four years, maybe we're halfway there, right? Maybe by um, 2021, you know, at the rate we're going, we'll, we'll have artificial general intelligence. It's, it's, it's very Let interesting me. to get those perspectives. What, what, what do you, Stephen, as an outsider from the field, an observer, what do you think? Um, is is well, it possible to put a timeline a, on that? Yeah, well, let me, before I uh, throw in my prediction of timeline, um, which would you know, in some ways be just a guess because I am an outsider, right? But I, um, um, what, let me ask this rhetorical question, Phil. Uh, why should we care about whether uh, and when AGI actually happens? Because let's say, imagine we live in a world where we go from one narrow AI system to another when we need an AI system, right? I mean, right. and we got AI systems doing everything that's you know that we want them to do, uh, and and you know I get driven to you know to my job, or and then at at job I've got an AI assistant, and then when I'm dealing with AIs half the day, and you know and real people the other half, and and uh, and. You know, and these narrow AIs work so well in their particular fields that you know that you know it ceases to matter. Maybe you know, uh, um, do, do I really need an AGI in a world like that? I mean, uh, you know, could narrow AIs just uh, you know perform their functions uh, very well? And, uh, and 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 we're you know, hey, we've 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 arrived, right? We we're perfectly happy with all these narrow AIs, and we've maybe have skipped some of the dangers of Skynet and things like that because we don't have an AGI. I mean, um, we don't have to fight the Butlerian jihad, you know, from, uh, from Dune to be even geekier, right? So, you know, what, um, you know, uh, why, why don't we, uh, uh, you know, just be happy with uh, narrow AIs? Why do we have to go for AGI? Well, I, I, um, I think one of the reasons that we, uh, we certainly don't have to. 
Um, I, I think one of the reasons that we're going to is because others are going to, right? I mean, there's a, right. there, there's a protective principle involved that says if there are military applications of artificial general intelligence, um, it sounds like a powerful technology. And, and if you're the United States, you wouldn't want to have Russia and China have it and us not have it, right? So right. There's, there, there's, there's that side of it. Um, business is probably the same way, right? Uh, you know, Google can look out and say, well, we don't want Apple to have artificial general intelligence and we don't have it, right? So, so, so there's, you know, there's, there's a business competitive, there's a, a geopolitical competitive aspect to it that says that, uh, that we have to carry on. There's also the, you know, we've talked about this before, this is how you keep the bad guys from getting it, is make sure the good guys yeah. get it first, right? This is, That's right. Th- this, th- these are, so, so if you look at it as kind of, um, <clears throat> excuse me, kind of a developmental optima for uh, intelligence and, a, and a near inevitability, you have to pursue it because others are pursuing it. That, that's that, right. you know that's the that, that's the defensive reason for for going after AGI. But I think what you've asked is a really good question because one of the things Steve Amahandra talks about is he talks about this just you know he he names the show here basically he talks about this really transformed world. Um, he says that the AI economy, according to McKinsey, right? This is not his estimate. According to McKinsey, the AI economy is going to be about. 50 trillion in value over the next few years. He says we're going to have an AI-powered military, and he predicts, I don't know where he gets this projection, the U.S. will have more AI soldiers than human by 2025. And we're going to come back to that in just a second. And he says, and then ultimately we have to go to a whole AI society um, where we'll have a whole new legal system and you know, whole new political processes, a whole new economy, everything, based on the fact that we've got these new persons, these new uh, artificially, generally intelligent persons that are functioning as, as part of our world. But I look at that middle prediction. Um, the U.S. will have more AI soldiers than human by 2025. Well, what if the AI soldier is a quote-unquote narrow AI? Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's like a self. It's like a self-driving car. Really good at military tasks. But again, you don't go to it to. Well, you it might play chess, but you know what I'm saying. You don't go to it to yeah. solve other problems. Um, it 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 solves very specific, strategic, and tactical military problems. That's that's what that intelligence. You know, does. I mean, it's it's the it's the it's the ideal soldier in a way, right? It's not distracted by side concerns. It uh, it gets right. the job done every single time. You you tell it to do. And it, it doesn't think twice about sacrificing itself if need be. Right. right. It, it, like a self-driving car, right? This is like mm-hmm. leapfrog from Go, from winning Go to driving a car, which is this much more complex and interactive set of tax, tasks. Leapfrog from driving a car to being a soldier. Again, it's like a whole other order of magnitude, more, more complexity and, and, and tasks uh, that need to be solved. You could almost think of... Um, a self-driving car is one of the base AIs out of which you might build a, uh, an, an, an AI soldier. But the point is, this is still a narrow AI. It, it would not be an artificially generally intelligent AI. And, and if we have that, if, if, uh, and I'm just using this as kind of a touchstone, this is just an example, but if most of the military is narrow AI, you've got a completely reworked economy, a completely different world anyway. Right, because by right. then you've probably got the artificially generally intelligent doctor. You've got the artificially generally intelligent salesman. Um, they at, at this point, AGI has become excuse me, AI has become a huge part of our economy, and has you know just completely changed the way so many things have worked. So in some ways, I think we can we can look at 
um, a fundamentally transformed world via just, you know, quote unquote narrow AI because because yeah, AI is getting so, so much more sophisticated. I think so too. I think it's the uh, it's, it's it's going back to that rhetorical question. I mean, why do we even need an AGI? We can we can transform the world with uh, with and and you. I think you said uh, a uh, artificially general intelligent doctor uh, program. Well, I, th- I think what you meant was just an AI doctor. Uh, I, I did. Uh, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I yeah, threw general yeah. in there. And I didn't mean it. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, we, you know, yeah, he can't win narrow. chess. He can't drive your car, but he can cure you. you it yeah, really can, yeah. you know, can can identify your disease and 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 get you treatment. Um, and he's with you always because right. perhaps uh, you you know you you have the app on your cell phone, perhaps you know whatever, um, and and <laughs> are on your Fitbit, and so he's taking your pulse, and you know, ah, oh, your your blood pressure's a little high. We need to we need to deal with that before it gets out of hand, kind of deal. Um, so. That's uh yeah you can you can transform the world with just the narrow AIs not you know not even getting to uh, the artificial general intelligence intelligence but I, I I have to join with you and and the reason we we go for the AGI is we want the friendly AGI right that uh, um, helps protect us and build defense against uh, potentially uh, unfriendly AGI so I I, I think uh, we do that but you know it. We, you asked me years ago, Phil. We, we were having kind of a lighthearted discussion, and uh, you asked, "Well, what what superpower would would uh, you want uh, if you could pick only one?" And uh, my my uh, I threw in, "Well, uh, super intelligence, uh, because if you give me super intelligence, I can develop everything else." Right. You know? Right. Personal flight. You know, uh, I can <laughs> I can build the Iron Man suit, right? If I if I had super intelligence. Um, so that's uh, you know, and I I think that's part of you know once the uh, um, once you once you get that, I mean, every, uh, if you haven't completely transformed the world already with just narrow AIs, once you have AGI, you certainly can, um, and uh, and you can do so very quickly. So one one of the really interesting points that uh, Michael Andreg makes in this in this talk is is around that 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 kind of idea. Um, because we, you know, and it comes up generally. This is at the Foresight Vision Weekend, so I think it was the Foresight Vision Weekend. Anyway, it's a, it's a it was a Foresight Institute talk, um, where really their focus is nanotechnology. But if you've ever been to a Foresight event, AI comes up, right? It's a it's a big piece of it. And I, <laughs> I've even heard uh, Eric Drexler himself say, uh, the question has always been, do we get uh, full nanotechnology, which enables us to have real AI first, or do we get AI first, which will enable us to um, to, to, you know, as you just said, give us the smarts that we can that we can really move on and 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 have have true. It's almost a chicken egg problem, but it, it, you know, in, instead of it being a negative chicken and egg problem, it's it's a positive chicken and egg problem because if you get one, you get the other, right? Right. I mean, it's not. But, like, but, the, but the point it, is, uh, artificial general <laughs> intelligence is is an egg that can hatch a lot of different kinds of chickens. That's you know. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> every chicken you want, yeah, any it's, chicken you can think it, of, it, it is the gene, and the and ball. a lot of you can't. Yeah, it it <laughs> it can provide. So so it only makes sense that they uh, uh, that they go there that, that that they talk about this and they talk about it for for exactly those reasons. But but building on that, something that uh, Michael Andrek says is really interesting. He came from a background of working on life extension, another one of the great problems of humanity that we want to solve. Another one that would be immensely profoundly impacted by artificial intelligence 
And he says, he makes the case not because AGI will get us there. He says, I used to work on life extension, but my perspective has changed because I realized that we should value human, future human lives as much as we value present human lives, right? That we should, we should, look, at, you know, we should look at them as important as the people who are, who are alive today. There will be many more of them, right? So you have, to look at, you have to look at their concerns differently from our own. And he says, ultimately... Um, more of them will be impacted by artificial general intelligence than people will be impacted by um, life extension today. Because the life extension argument is you fix that problem first, right? Keep us alive, right? That's kind of the Zoltan Isfan, right? Well, I got to keep living (laughs) or nothing else matters. And he says, no, no, we don't fix life extension first. We, We fix AGI first because it's the one with the biggest downstream impact on everything else that happens, including life extension, but that's not why we're doing it. We're doing it because it's the one with the with the greatest impact. I, I think that's a, I think that's a really interesting perspective. It kind of turns, it I doesn't turn those I, other I arguments on their head. It just adds to them. Yeah. I, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I, I was, I know. I was just saying. Yeah, I completely. Uh, I, I think I completely agree with it. Um, if we put it this way, we got to get AGI right if we're going to do it at all. Yeah. I mean, you don't you don't do it wrong. Okay, and so. Uh, and and so and also you don't do it second. You know you, you don't let someone else beat you to it either. Uh, right. We got to do it first, and we got to do it right. Um, and uh, and then and then perhaps uh, uh, all the all the other good things that we would like, including life extension and everything else, uh, flow from it. Um, <laughs> yeah, I I I completely uh, am uh, on board with his argument there. And that, and that kind of leads to the third question that they, that they deal with as a panel, which is how do we protect ourselves? And the, the answers around that are very interesting, too. Um, he, comes, he comes back, Michael uh, Andrek comes back with this, well, maybe we want to spend 10% of our budget on that. And I immediately got thinking, oh, you guys, you got to 80-20 it, right? You got to spend 20% of your budget. That's, you know, that's how we break it down on this show is uh, 80% of the time on the good stuff and 20% on the bad stuff. And, you know, others, uh, others come back with completely different answers. Steve Amahundra says, no, no, you, you can't just spend 10% of your budget. You know, protecting ourselves, the security concerns have to be built into every single thing we do. Down to Asha Gabi and Monica Anderson who say, no, because the way it comes about, there's really no Skynet scenario. I mean, she, she talks about um, artificial intelligence holistically emerging from artificial general intelligence holistically emerging from understanding of language and that what you have is an artificially generally intelligent system that has kind of grown up out of Siri or, you know, well, one of these personal assistants. And, and she doesn't see that as a, she, she doesn't see um, Skynet as a real risk. I, I think again, because you sort of bake in the ethics as you go. Well, that sort of uh, gets to the question you asked me, and I punted on earlier, uh, Phil, is when do we see AGI? Um, the thing is, AGI is going to be on a sliding scale. You know, um, as you pointed out, their real narrow AI is like uh, the, the, chess, the chess bot, right? Mm-hmm. And then a little less narrow is our systems that uh, will drive our cars. These uh, systems will get less and less and less narrow. Uh, as time goes by, and so we don't, you know, it's not like uh, Mr. Roboto, you know, jumps fully formed, uh, you know, uh, you know, and we can say, yeah, on, on January the first, uh, 2025, we, you know, here, here, he's here, and we didn't have anything approaching him before. It was just all all narrow systems that did their one little thing, and now we've got, 
we got this guy. Um, I don't think that I don't think it quite happens that way. I think at some point, Phil. I mean, we we look back and we say, you know, when did this? When did when did it happen? Um, right. You know, uh, when did you start treating uh, Siri like a real person, uh, Phil? Uh, when you know, and you say, well. Um, Maybe about 2021. I don't know. It, 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 you know, we we can. I think as if looking back on it, you know, it's from from year 2040 or something. We might um, we might have some difficulty pointing to the exact moment when it got real. You know, uh, it just it just sort of uh, it just sort of happens or like like she said organically. Uh, have have you? Uh, this this is a this is a wild seeming digression. But have you seen the Lego Batman movie? Not yet, not yet. I um, I, I meant I would I was going to go do it yesterday, but uh, um, Siri uh, had, had some issues in our family. Couldn't do it yesterday. No. Siri is listed as one of the actors in the film. Okay, so um, <laughs> okay. which is which is wonderful in its in its own right. But uh, you know the, the the question no one is actually asking. Well, how how'd she get along with the rest of the cast? Did they pay her union scale? Right? You know what I'm saying? It's like. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we we all know that that's kind of a trick, right? I mean, it's yeah, she's in it, and, but we don't really believe there's any her there, right? Someday right. we'll see the name of an AI in the movie credits, and and we will think of that as you know that's the same as Will Arnett, right? I mean, it's they they got this AI to be part of this movie, um, but 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 we're not there yet. When when we look at that and we don't say, oh, that's really cute. But when we say, "Oh, Siri was in this," I, I didn't recognize her voice this time, or whatever. Um, that that'll be the difference. Um, and we're it, it just, it's interesting that you mentioned it that way because uh, you know she's starting to do things she didn't used to do, but we still don't think of her as an actual uh, person, yeah, do we? It, we we don't we don't accept it. Uh, we, we don't accept her a hundred percent as a person, and uh, and and I think rightly so. She's you know so narrow and so um, and and. And you could say that of all the digital assistants uh, uh, currently. Uh, we just, you know, we can, uh, you know, what time is it? And you can, and, and your, uh, and your digital assistant will tell you that, and a few other things like that. Uh, but it's, um, you know, uh, as far as being a, you know, something that you can interact with, uh, like uh, uh, Jarvis for Tony Stark, we don't have that yet. And, um, and I, I think looking back on it, they'll, they'll, we may have some difficulty pinpointing the moment where, when it happens because it'll it'll happen slowly. Yeah, I think you've given the best answer for for folks like us. I I don't, I don't envy uh, the people on the panel trying to provide an answer to that question as to as to when it's going to happen. And they're in the middle of trying to make it happen, right? So actually, right. they know how they know how hard it is to predict. But I think I think you've said it exactly right. We'll know it when we see it in our rearview mirror. We'll know it when we when we look back yeah. on it and say, "Oh, it happened somewhere in there," um, and now that's why we're dealing with issues around rights and personhood and 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 those kinds of things. But but there's a line that we'll cross and we'll recognize when we're on the other side of it. Uh, but but it won't be. I don't think it's going to be you know a, a big screaming headline one day. AGI achieved, right? I, I think yeah, we'll, we're here and you know and and he's here and we got an interview. No, yeah. I don't think it'll happen quite like that. It's, uh, but here we are in 2017. Um, I will be, I, you know, I'm going to go ahead and put it out there, Phil. Um, I will be surprised if uh, we don't have AGI by 2030. Okay, that's less than, you know, that's that's 13 years, less than 13 years. 
Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, I'll tell you what. In 2030, we'll look back and see if it happened. Okay, that's a, yeah. that's, a good, <laughs> that, that's a that's a good way of uh, that's a good way of approaching it. Um, you know, as for the initial question, should you drop everything and work on artificial intelligence? I'll tell you one thing. In light of what we've said about what's happening to the economy, otherwise, if you're if you're looking for a career, it wouldn't be a bad idea if you have any aptitude along those lines at all to drop everything and work on artificial intelligence. Um, it, you know, AI. Developing AI at the conceptual level will be one uh, one career that will that will be around for a while yet. So, uh, you, you know, yeah. in, in in purely what do I do with my life terms, if you're interested in this kind of stuff, I, I recommend go for it. Yes, drop everything and uh, and and start working on AI. And you know, Stephen, we didn't sort really of, leave sort it of like the graduate uh, instead of plastics. We say yeah. AGI. Yeah. AGI. Yeah, go for yeah. it. <laughs> I got I got three letters for you. AGI. Um, exactly. We, we, we didn't really leave time for the other two stories, but I, I recommend everyone read this. Uh, what will remain uniquely human in an age of AI? The answer is nothing. Um, I disagree with the answer nothing on that one. Um, re- read it over, folks, and, and tell me what you think. I, I, I think in the world that's described here, what, what, will, what will remain uniquely human is the whole AI world will be uniquely human. And someday we may encounter an AI world developed by you know, that started with aliens, right, that started with some completely different uh, culture, and it will be a uniquely whatever that is, AI. But uh, but interesting stuff there. Also, we've got a great piece by uh, Ben Gertzel on BigThink.com. It's already too late to stop the singularity. Um, that's just a quick paragraph, quick read. Give it a read, folks. You, you, you want to see, you want to talk timeline. He doesn't say when, but he says this is going to happen. And it's going to happen sooner than we think. So, the, um, yeah, the always brilliant Ben Gertzel. He's worth a read, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, great, great, great guy to talk to. Uh, check it out. Uh, check out the check out the panel discussion. Um, it's definitely worth your time, folks, to be thinking about these things because whatever is going to happen with both narrow artificial intelligence and artificial general intelligence, the issue is not going away. We're going to be seeing much, much more about it in the near future and over the long term. This is, uh, this is and is going to remain a big issue for us. So it's important that we keep thinking about it and that we keep looking ahead. All right, well, that's going to do it for tonight. We're going to be back on Wednesday with an amazing show. We've got big stuff to talk about there. Stephen, great talking with you. It's great being with you all. And until next time, live to see it. 